And a good Monday morning to you, and welcome into Darren, Donick, and Chase here on ESPN 102.5 The Game. Hope everybody had a great weekend. I hope. Question mark? Maybe? Question mark? My weekend was fine. Yeah. You know what? We can't control sports. You know, we're not the players. We're not the coaches. We can't do anything about it. It stinks that there isn't more winning going on in the state and this Middle Tennessee, but we can't control that. So I hope everybody had a good weekend. Mm-hmm. Darren McFarlane, that's me. Willie Donick is out in Las Vegas. A little mm-hmm. Viva Las Vegas, which he did send a picture. He took our advice, and it looks like him and Mr. Pete Weber, and I don't know who else was in the crew, may have uh, watched the game in a sports book yesterday. Watched the games. Is that true? Right? Did I see that it, right? It looked that way. I mean, they I had, were watching I games. didn't have my glasses on, but it They're, looked like. The Lions were behind them. So yeah. I hope they took the under of Titans-Broncos. Ooh, yeah. Uh, in fact, I remember us talking about that last week, and I said, hey, Chase, what's the over-under? And I said, ooh, I would definitely take the under. 40? Yeah, it was like, wasn't it 40? I was like, whoa. Like your microphone. Whoa. I, know. What I don't just know happened? what's up. It's very loud today. Yeah. And I don't know if that's me because I'm – a little PO'd for greatness, you know, coming you? in here this morning. I am. Are you? I am. Good. You know, the, the football team about. on the football team on West End, they suck. The one on Great Circle Road, they suck. Oh. The one in Knoxville, oh. they won, but they still suck. It's going to be one of those shows. Yeah. That's how hours. I feel. Okay. Well, maybe you didn't have a great weekend. No, the weekend was fine. Okay. <laughs> it was good. Ryan Porth is behind the glass today, filling in for Max Hurst. Hi, Porthy. Out on assignment, I guess. I don't How are we know. doing? What is he doing? I don't even know where he is. Yeah, what is he doing? He's just I never told know me what he's doing. Weeks, yeah, what, what is he doing? He, he told me a couple weeks ago he couldn't work today, so here oh, I am. Okay. On a, we'll just call it on assignment, whatever that is. Fresh off his flight from Denver, Colorado, and man, I guess he's had time to think about this one. Let's talk with TD, Teron Davenport, NFL Nation reporter for the Titans, ESPN, ESPN.com. Teron, how the heck are you? I am awesome, man. And you know what? I didn't have – it just hit me. I didn't have a second to ask Ryan to play it, but there's a song that I think is perfect for oh, today. Tell us. Bobby McFerrin. Oh, yeah. His little song I wrote. <laughs> yeah. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't, Don't worry. worry. Everybody. Be happy. Be happy. That's – hey, listen. I get it, man. I get it. I get it. I get it. I went through it, you know, as as a 49er fan. I used to fly to San Francisco, go to 49er fans. Did you uh, really, though? Oh, 100%. Did you have tough 100%. times in San Francisco? I had tough times. We're talking about the Mike Singletary era. What, they lose two in a row? Uh, no, you, you better check the I internet. Remember, no, I remember Mike Singletary. <laughs> they lost a hey, lot. I, I remember when he sent Vernon Davis to the locker room yeah. during the game. So I know the feeling, man, like flying back with that loss on your mind, and you're just like, what the heck? And uh, it's it's tough. It's tough. I just say to Titans fans, you know, hold on. Hold on because uh, I'm not going to say change is coming, but, you know, things things just have their way of swinging back into your favor. Mm, okay. We'll need you to expound on that uh, a little yeah, bit more. Yeah. Can, can you tell us, give us a timeline on that? This <laughs> team isn't going to be terrible forever. Well, you hope not. Well, in fairness, <laughs> you know, I – I get it. The Mike Singletary era was, in fairness, there's not a lot of people in these parts, including me, that will give you a shoulder to cry on being a 49ers fan. 
Like they've been one of the premier franchises and done a whole lot of winning. If mm-hmm. we were talking about the Titans and a premier franchise and done a whole lot of winning, and this is the really rough patch, I get it. it'd be like, everybody just settle down, okay? We've had a lot of good times. I get it. But I, the, the good times have been, well, they they feel like they're in the far, far distance. That's what they feel like because, quite honestly, they are. In the far distance, and it's not like there's there was one run, there was one nice little four or five year window where they were in position every year to vie for a Super Bowl victory. They I were understood. I, I wasn't looking for a shoulder to cry on <laughs> because you know I'm one of those guys that never has a bad day. Yeah, so I'm not looking for that. Uh, I'll be honest with you. What I was saying was I could reason with the disappointment that these fans have because whether the 49ers won in the past at that time it was no i understand discouraging you know to see them put that product on the field but when you look at this team uh it's just there's a lot to break down um I know fans are tired of hearing that we have to do better. Yeah, I, honestly, I'm tired of it. It's not just the fans. Like I'm, I, I don't want to hear Mike yeah. Rabel 11:30. Like we have to coach better, we have to play better, we have to be better. We've heard all that. Like everybody gets that. Okay, I we just understand. Wonder what else? Like what can he say? I, I know it's it's tough because we're not in that position of standing up there and having to answer the questions and every put, day. And putting in all that work. Last Monday he was asked a, a question along those lines. Uh, he was actually asked what he, he was, he would say to the fans. And he went into, you know, he 100% understands he signed up for it, but he went into how he spends a lot of time, more time at the facility than at home with his wife, you, you know, and, and with his son. Obviously, one of his sons is up there at Boston College, but it's I I just I don't know what else he he could say. I mean, you stand up there and and it's so clear that you're frustrated and, and your your top is about to blow off because you just say, like, man, what can I do to get this ship right? And unfortunately, it's everybody. Do you believe they have the ability to honestly get this ship right this season? This season? I'm going to say no. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the problem. That's where we, I feel like, I'm not going to speak for everybody, but I feel like we'll get this for the next three hours and 53 minutes. I feel like this fan base, this market, everybody feels like, who's kidding who? This thing isn't getting righted this season. There's There's no greatness Okay, that was dumb to begin with. There's not going to be a great season. It's not even good. It's not get right. And it's it's going as they say, as they said in the, you know, to date myself in one of my all time favorite movies, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. You're going the wrong way. You're going the wrong way. And here's the problem. What's so frustrating in watching this product that's out there is it's one phase of the game that's yep. killing it. Special teams, legit. Can they get more well, success they, in the they, return game? Yes. Return game needs to be better. Kicking game needs to be better. Punting is off the charts. I, I, best in the league. Right. Coverage so, is fine, but return. Like honestly, that that return game. You know what I I blurted out loud on this. Honest to God, oh, the you were there. Yard the forty-two return. yard right out yeah. of the gates. I was like, "Where's that? Where is that? When's the last time we've seen a Titans return like that?" Yeah. When's the last time we've seen that? And that's when you had to get, you know, and that's right out of the gates. Guys. It yeah. puts them in 
been feel, yeah. you know, right, they're great position. Start off the game. But I'm going to say overall, special teams has been solid. Okay, yeah. Recent memory bias. Yeah, we're going to say because of the the Carol Santos issue and and yesterday the the long return. But overall, special teams has been solid. The defense. Yeah, Above I, and beyond. I mean, nobody's what, gonna. Like, no one's gonna question do, the defense. What do they have to do? Nothing. They, like, they're doing what, their job. Hold them scoreless, which they, is ridiculous. They have. They have to score. By the themselves. way, that still doesn't guarantee a win, right? Because the offense will have to score, even <laughs> if they hold them scoreless. Yeah. I'm going to say this. Salute Kenny Vaccaro because I talked to him yesterday, and I was just like straight up, "Hey, Kenny, man, what, what are you thinking when you see this out there?" And he said point blank, like he won't, he wouldn't point fingers. He said, "We as a defense have to be better." And I'm like, "Bro, you, you gave yeah, up yeah, yeah. 16 points." He he said, well, "Giving up 30 in two he, weeks." He said, "It's our job to keep the opposing offense from scoring more than our offense does." And then he said, "I don't care if we have to be the 85 Bears, the 2000 Ravens." And I know Titans fans are going to say, "Hey, well, the 2000 Titans defense was better." Listen, everybody remembers the 2000 Ravens. Let's focus. Both on those the defenses were the best in the but league. But that being said, he he said that's the standard that they have that they have to have. You know what I mean? And he said, if it's going to be a zero zero tie, it's going to have to be a zero zero tie. I applaud Kenny Vaccaro for saying that. He's a great yeah. dude. Everybody enjoys. Uh, being around him and what he's brought to the table to know that he was out on the street for the Titans just to pick up in training camp last off season is amazing, but hats off to him. But who's kidding who? No, they're not the 85 bears. They're not going to be the 85 bears. They're not going to be the 2000 Ravens. They're not going to be uh, a Seahawks defense. If we want to reference well, all the again, great, well, what, defenses. Do you, what do you want them to say? I know. I know. Well, but yeah, I mean, this is the what, offense has to score more points. Like, honestly, they're not going to do that. It has to be the right person. To, to say something like that, like it has to be a Kevin Byard or a Jarrell Casey or some, but I do want them to call out the offense. I think they need that. But what I'm tired, is that? What wait a minute, you, you were there. Did Byard kind of do that yesterday and catch himself? Did I hear that? I mean, Porth, do we have the Byard? Did I kind of, I kind of felt like, I know you're working the room. Yeah. I kind of feel like Byard started to go there but, and then was like, whoa, whoa, pulled it back. Realize what he was saying? There's no doubt there's frustration. Right. You know what I mean? They're just doing a good job of not releasing that frustration to us. Yeah. I would love to see what's going on behind closed doors, though. Right. I mean, look, everybody wants to start the the quarterback conversation with Marcus is a great guy. He is. But we're in week six of year five. He got benched. The conversation's over in my mind. He's not the guy. He's never going to be the guy. And so it's time to stop tiptoeing around it. For, from the team standpoint, and just say, hey, we have to figure this out now. It's on John Robinson, it's on Mike Vrabel, it's on Amy Adams-Strunk, it's on everybody over there to figure this out because I understand the frustration of the fan base. They mm-hmm. they have every right to be frustrated. Mm-hmm. you got to fix it now. And, and I don't think Tannehill is going to be the long-term solution, but, no. I mean, it, it's now you have to start thinking, all right, well, we're probably going to be drafting a quarterback. So you, you kind of have to start thinking that way. Where are they going to pick? That's the you problem. You know what I mean? And then who's going to be there? Hopefully 10 you or know. 12 because that's where Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes were drafted. So maybe that'll be But remember, the Chiefs traded up to get they him. They did. You're right. They traded you know, up to get him. I tell you this much. I get the Titans fans are upset, but you know, I would look at what the Bears did trading up to get Trubisker's and uh, – <laughs> 
that that was a bad move too. Yeah, yeah no, overlooking it, Watson. And, oh yeah, no. I mean, look at the yeah. Look who was taken before those guys. Yeah, no Trubisky. question. Yeah, uh, Adam up in Portland. Adam, what's up? What's up, buddy? All right, so I'm I've got a problem, and man, I was listening. To, I listened to the morning show, and I was just getting fired up, and I, I decided not to call them because I didn't <laughs> want to say anything that that you know that I have a problem with them the whole time. You know, like I I, I just wanted to call myself. Calling collectively, why is every what is everybody's problem with Tannehill? I'm sick of it. Like, Ooh. dude comes in off the bench in a game where he's down two touchdowns and hasn't even been given an opportunity to practice with these guys, and still hits misses three passes. Yeah, he threw a pick. It was at the end of the game. Like, Jesus, what do you expect from him? Like, give him a shot. He was a legit quarterback at one point. Y'all act like he's Gabbert. He's not. Okay, I, I understand we may have to draft him, and I know why they were hesitant to make the move because everybody's job hinders on one of these quarterbacks working. But you haven't even given Tannehill a chance, man. Let him practice with these dudes. If you couldn't see that he looked clearly better, then you're blind. You don't even need to watch football. He looked clearly better. Give him a chance. Everybody get behind him. Our division sucks. Houston's okay. We will have them twice at the end of the year. We got two home games to get to 500. Jesus, I mean, I'm a season ticket holder, man. I'm behind them. I don't understand why people can't get behind this quarterback. Okay. Thank you, Adam. Um, I, I will just quickly – you're there, so I'm going to let you answer it and Chase weigh in. I, just my quick thoughts, did Tannehill blow everybody away? Of course not. And he got sacked four times. Okay, but it's easy to say, well, nothing really changed. They didn't score. I get it. The one thing that really stood out to me, the one thing that really stood out is he was – he looked like he had a plan. He was decisive. He looked like he was going right. through reads. He looked like when the ball was snapped, Tannehill knew what he was going to do with the ball. That That's just my my impressions of what I saw. I'll give Tannehill that. He was more decisive. However, what we have to also remember, if you're looking at this game that happened yesterday, a lot of that was a different form of defense that was being played, right? They started to play a little bit looser. Sure. They're it, in it control. Was, it was different. So – once I mean, Lindsay scored that touchdown, let's go, let's things, go apples to yeah. apples. Okay. Okay. And I will say the ball came out quicker, right? He he hit Corey Davis on that that five yard mm-hmm. out. He hit AJ Brown on the quick slant. AJ got the yards after the catch. He was called back, pi, etc. I'll say the ball came out quicker, but that's what Tannehill does. He he's typically a guy who will check it down, you know, or go with the the quick passing game, but. I'll tell you why a lot of people have given up on Tannehill before the thing even started. The Dolphins paid millions of dollars for him to go away. For him to go away. Yeah, right. Teams don't let good quarterbacks go away. So that's something you have to consider. And even when Tannehill was playing well, he always had those same issues. As, as He and Marcus Mariota are very similar quarterbacks in that they have like that Alex Smith syndrome in them where they, they play safe football, right? And and with this defense, like you 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 just regardless, you can't play safe. You gotta take shots. And especially a team that relies so much on running the football like the Titans do, you gotta take shots. If you look at that game, there were multiple times I counted where the safeties were within ten yards of the line of scrimmage. That gone. Go deep. Give me one deep shot. Play action, max protection. Corey Davis, I need you to beat Devontae Harris, who is a guy that wasn't even on the team in September. 
I need you to beat him. We're going to go max protection so you could do that. I need you to beat him. They didn't give that. Like That, that looks very predictable on offense. Let's be honest. Yeah. Very predictable. They couldn't yeah. run the football. Denver sold out to, to stop right. the run. And they did, they did it. <laughs> why, why, honestly, why wouldn't you against the Titans? Yeah. I mean, exactly. Because that's the, the only bright plan. spot they have on offense right now. Because it, And that starts with the quarterback. So, yeah, listen, he threw his first two interceptions of the year yesterday because he actually had to throw it and make and not be conservative. And so they were able to no, that pick second, him off. That second one is just inexcusable. No, of course I mean, it was. That's year five, a quarterback in that spot. Right after you come off the interception? I know. Right after Bayard picks a, a ball off somebody's back? That Year five, game yeah, six, that that play. What what are you doing throwing that is, ball? The thing is, and and this is this is my problem with the way Mariota is evaluated. He's darned if he does, darned if he doesn't. Yeah. Because he takes a sack, everybody's like, "Oh, well, you got to give your guys a chance to make a play." Like, how do you take that? Well, he does that. He throws a ball. He trusts Darius Jennings to go up and and, and high point the ball. You know, in, in a contested catch situation. And Justin Simmons comes down with it. Not no slight on on DJ Darius Jennings, but Simmons made a better play in the interception. But it's just like, what does this guy have to do? He finally takes the shot that mm-hmm. everybody says do, and then he gets he gets benched. So it's just uh, I don't disagree I with that. It's probably four years and six games. That's that's why because it's a <laughs> yeah, lot. Do, of just do we the count the first year? <laughs> do we, you know what I mean? It's just it's because that's all everybody's seen, and that's why you don't get. You you don't really get the benefit of the doubt when I'm not even saying give the man the benefit of the doubt. He does he did on that play. He did what so many people ask him to do. Take a shot. What did I just what did I just knock him on? Being mm-hmm. safe. Right. He took a shot. He trust his guy to make a play. It didn't happen. The opposing defense, they he made a play. It's just I I, I don't know what the, the guy has honestly, to do. Honestly, if I'm going to throw that ball up, it's going to be to AJ Brown or Corey Davis, not Darius Jennings. If but, I'm going to make that you, throw, you, go it's back not and look at the play. Like Jennings. how do you how do you know that they weren't more covered than Jennings was? I'm just saying, if I'm going to make that high risk throw, it's going to be Corey Davis to go up and get it, not Darius Jennings. In my opinion. You're sitting there in the comfort of your couch. I know. <laughs> you know what you're saying? Hey, it's, you know, a it's a great place to be. Go, it doesn't yeah, pay well, I, but it's a great place to be. I, I don't I don't I don't trash him for that play. Because like I said, you know, he's finally doing he finally did on that play what so many people pound the table for him to do. I, I just me personally, you know what, I'm gonna be honest with you. Get get Marcus up out of here. Not because you you know, uh he just, he needs to change the scenery. Yeah, he he needs he needs to change, right? You know he he's like he I don't I don't think he could succeed here. It, it's it's time to figure things no, out. I don't think he's going to he, succeed anywhere else. I, I bet for you, people that think he will, I disagree. Man, you I bet you you put him in a better scheme. Nah. I bet you. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Okay. Yeah, we could talk. About we'll talk it. about that on the other side. A lot more. Also, your phone calls welcome six one five seven three seven. 1025. Teron Davenport in with us the first hour. He's just fresh off a flight from Denver, then heading over to the facility. 1130 press conference today. More coming on Darren Donick and Chase. Two in a row for the Broncos. Meanwhile, for Tennessee, that's going to be a long flight home and a lot to think about for the Titans. Final score, Denver wins 16-0. We have a job to do. We have a job to prepare each and every week, and we get one chance a week to, to go out and perform. I uh, put that coaching and a preparation 
to test against another team, and that's that's what we have to do. It's it, it's a long season, and the only way you get out of this is is to fight and, and practice and prepare, and then obviously execute. It was a bad day in Denver. There's no doubt about it. Well done, Parker. Sixteen nothing. Good job. Good job, Ryan. I don't know how you can sum it up any better. Seven sacks given up. Of course, a very prolific Denver defense. I mean, they're right there with the Ravens of 2085 Bears. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. They had five sacks the previous week and seven sacks yesterday, and that's the only sacks they've had this season. I knew it was going to be a long day in the second quarter when Marcus had to run for his life on a two-man pass, pass rush. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's when I, uh, there were a lot of other people going, row, row. Unbelievable. What's amazing is of those seven sacks, Von Miller only had half a sack. Like he, he didn't, I mean, you still have to respect Von well, Miller, as we've talked about. Did, but. did you guys see what Derek Wolf did to Nate Davis? Uh, yeah, I was yeah. Gonna get to, we were going to get to that. Nate that, Davis, yeah, that, dial that 800 that's number. I went, you, you know what I did? Violated. I went, Woo! That's what I did when that happened. I scream. I did that in in my living room. <laughs> that was that was bad. And I what we say what I say on chasing TD. Derek Wolf was my player yeah. to watch, man. He that was. dude, that's a grown man up front. He was an issue. But here's the thing: Tannehill was sacked four times. Mariota was sacked three times. Mariota is on the sideline. Tannehill got sacked four times. Is that Marcus's fault? No, I would say no. Listen. There's a lot of blame to go around, and I and I put a lot on the quarterback. But the offensive line is just garbage. That's just what it is right now. And and I I said to you guys before the show, and I've said this before: of do you, do you really did you really get it wrong five times? Is it the five individuals on the offensive line? Is it coaching? I don't know. I really don't know the answer. If it's Keith Carter or Mike Sullivan or, or whatever it is, then you got to address that. But if it's just you have five guys playing individual football and not playing as a unit, that's a problem too. Yeah. So that there are there are a lot of issues with this offense, and it starts up front. It goes to the quarterback. It's on Marcus too. Not making excuses for him, but the offensive line definitely deserves their share of the blame. What I saw yesterday was a complete failure, top to bottom. From, yeah. From everything associated with the offense. Period. Right. You, you know, from Mike Vrabel to Arthur Smith to the offensive line, the receivers, right? There were times where they didn't get open. Mm-hmm. They didn't get that separation, right? That uh, that was an issue. I mean, everything. It, it was just that was really, really bad football offensively last night. And uh, you look at what the defense did, and, and man, like, <laughs> it's just like what, what more? What more can the defense do? What more can they? Like they're 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 doing their job though. It's it's disgusting. I feel bad for those guys. If you if you're gonna feel bad for anybody on the Titans, it's gonna be the defense because they're going out and they're doing what they're supposed to do. It's it's kind of like a group project in school where you have like five people in the group project <laughs> and you have you have those two that they're not doing anything, yeah. but they they get yeah. the A because they're a part of the group. Yeah, the defense they're doing everything. They're doing all the work. What would you say was the worst game of the season last year? Uh, that Ravens game, and yeah. I'm not even going. Yeah, Ravens okay. Right. Let's all we're all they in were agreement. Shut out. Yeah. Quickly, right? Quickly. Right. Yeah. You remember when that was last year? It was 
Right around now, wasn't it? Uh, week six. Yeah. <laughs> exactly the same time as last year. So maybe they should just take a new approach in week six. Because week six has not been good under Mike Vrabel. Well, I mean, Two worst games. And, it, and it's going to be difficult to top this one for this year. I mean, I think we all knew once we saw that Ravens game. Yeah, you that's going to be the worst game of the year. So this one is probably going to be the worst game of the year. So what? what did they do after Baltimore? Guess who was next? Was that uh, Buffalo? No. no. Buffalo was before that, right? Uh, there's a theme, guys. There's a theme. Chargers, Chargers in London, right? Chargers yeah. in London. Guess who's up next? They're not in London. Chargers yeah. are up The organization next. that historically they have struggled with, that one? Uh, well, Philip Rivers, they they Philip Rivers owns the Titans. It is not good. And by the way, if you watched last night on Sunday Night Football, the wow. Chargers aren't very good either. Anthony Lynn should and, be and, nervous. And that's the thing, you know, the Chargers aren't good right now. Right. So it could be a good medicine for this team to get back on track, or not even get back on track, because I don't think you could get back on track with one game. I think you could take a step in the right direction. But you you mentioned this game being hard to top. You you know who's coming here in, oh, in a little bit, I know, right? I know. Whether, whether Teddy what, B which is one you, Which one are you talking or, about? Or, New Orleans, Kansas City? Which what, game are you talking about? I, I, I'm talking about New Orleans because at least New Orleans got a defense. Yeah, they're winning the Super Bowl. The, the Pope already busted them, so they're winning the Super oh, Bowl. Okay. All right, man, look. It, or new. Th- this year could get really ugly. Really ugly. Yeah. Really ugly. Well, And that goes back you, to what we said at the beginning. Like, that's... That's the problem right now is I think everybody today is going, um, is this going to get fixed? Probably not. I would say most people are like, this is not getting fixed. This this isn't even nine and seven right now. Oh, good Lord, no. Yeah, nine and nine seven. Nine and seven. Oh. So, you brought, so you brought up, okay, where do you pick? Where, where are you going to be picking? Uh, the way this is going. This feels like this what? Is top a six 10. and ten season? Six and ten? All right, so let's do this. Is, yeah, that being, so, is that being too I, positive? I, I don't know. I don't know. So you go six and ten, okay? I would assume, and this is provided that Tua comes out. This is provided that the other Oregon quarterback comes out. Those guys are probably be off the board. Who do you take? I mean, everybody is pounding the table for Marcus Mariota to to get to move on from him. You know, who who do you take? To replace him. Well, I mean, there's going to be Fromm, there's going to be yeah. Burrow, there's going to be Herbert. Fromm. There's, I know, Fromm. I know. This is not good. Did not you good, see what Fromm did on not Saturday? Not a good week to bring Fromm up. Okay, and, and so let's <laughs> throw that one out. Who else do you take? I wouldn't take an Oregon quarterback. I know that. Herbert. Who else do you take? I'm not taking Herbert. I like Joe Burrow, but is he an NFL quarterback? Who else Long-term. do you take? Because we 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 ran through. So who else? I'm not taking Hurts. Why? Because can't throw. Okay. Uh, who who else? Jordan Love, you think? Mm. Utah State? Maybe. Who do you take? Who okay, you, so who, who do you, do you take? take? You're you're tell you're I mean, we're doing this exercise basically to say are, are they better than what you already have? Okay, so what do you do? You're not going to I mean, are you going to sign Mariota and stick with him long term? Are you going to stick with Tannehill long term? I don't think they either of those options are good. They have this beautiful thing up there called a franchise tag. Go with it. No. No. Can't, uh, okay, can't, so can't so who who do you take again? That's because we we spent a couple minutes. Who do you take? 
Honestly, I'm not in draft mode. Yeah, would I mean, Teddy Bridgewater be better? Who? Would Teddy Bridgewater be better? Will he be available? Well, if I he's think available. Teddy B would probably be a, be better. If but he's will available. he be available? Now, if Drew Brees retires, then he's probably not available. I mean, if I ran 4-3 instead of 4-5, guess what? I wouldn't be here talking. Well, I'm 43, so I would be here talking. <laughs> Never mind. But you You'd be like D-Mace. You, you I, I'm not going to answer your question because I have scouting friends and I talk to and I rely on their info because they go see these guys and they know what it takes to play at the next level because I don't get wrapped up in college. Like, I don't get wrapped up. Did you watch his game Saturday? Well, guess what? That doesn't always translate to the NFL. That's not how it works. Okay? So I need to talk to my scouting friends, which I haven't done, full disclosure. Did you talk to your th- scouting friends about this, this harsh moving on from Mariota? Oh, uh, oh, uh, Chase. I'm asking. It's a question. There's a question mark behind it. I've been it. talking about this for years. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've been very consistent with my message. Yeah. Even yes. when people were like, uh, "It's way too early for this," and I'm like, "Well, I'm just telling you what I see, and I see a guy that's not your franchise quarterback." My question was, did you talk to your scouting friends about this moving on from Mariota? Oh no, no, no. I okay. have not. Okay, no. Right. The the topic that we're talking about, no, okay. I have not. I'm just curious. I you know. <laughs> you can't do it again, Tron. You can't. You cannot do this again. Well, what do you do? You, there's, you know what, people. You, you make decisions. You find another guy. I mean, you, it, can it be honestly? Could it be worse? You think there's no oh, other option yeah, that would be better? It could definitely really? be worse. Well, really, could, you, you could be you, Miami. You, you, yeah, you could be. <laughs> you could be Washington. Of course. Well, Washington thinks they've drafted their next guy. They think. Do they? Well, they just had. They also. Next- tra- yeah, they signed Alex Smith, who was hurt. Can't control that. They tried to get their next guy, okay. right? Colt let's, McCoy's hurt. They got all these guys let's hurt. Let's not tap dance around what's going on. It could be Washington. Would you prefer Washington or Tennessee? No one will prefer Washington. They're a they're a messed up organization. My point remains: it can be worse. I mean, sure, it could, but this has to get fixed. Here, here's my thing with with Marcus. And I, I agree it's time to move on, but I think it's time to move on for a collection of reasons. Because at this point right now, Marcus Mariota, that, that pool of water right outside of St. Thomas Sports Park. I would not advise swimming in. He could sprint across no. that. Yo, he could. Literally yeah. run on top of it. You can. And you know what people will say? What the heck on, man? Why you didn't swim through it? The dude cannot do anything right. At all, and that's the problem. He's at a point now where people are just, and I get it, you have years of pent-up frustration, so no matter what, it doesn't seem like you're going to look to him and say, you know what, there's something. He shows something. There's there's something to, to pull out of it. And I, I think that's the issue is that he and this franchise, that marriage has been so – bad for the time that he's been here it's just time to move on but i'm just saying if you move on you have to understand that there are going to be it's like a divorce right i never got divorced i don't ever plan to get divorced but i know people who have and there was a transition period before they were happy again so you have to understand we're sitting here upset right but when you get divorced you don't have to have a plan you just know that what you have is not working you don't necessarily you don't have, have, a, have plan. a plan. Uh, no, no, you don't. You just okay. know that you need to get out of the relationship that you're in. Are you saying that from experience? No, okay. I'm not. 
<laughs> I know I know people and they I, I'm not I know people who had a plan and I know people who didn't have a plan. I've been with my wife fourteen years, so no, I don't know. I'm just saying fourteen years. I got you. I, I I got you. Do you? I've been with mine fifteen, baby, baby, baby. Topper. I love you, Erica. <laughs> topper. <laughs> we'll come back more with Tron Davenport. He's gonna mic drop on that. He's gonna stick around though. Joe Tristan, we'll get to you on the other side. Darren Donnie can chase ESPN one oh two five the game. I mean was it inaccurate today? Um, didn't give didn't give our guys a chance to uh, make plays, and um, you know, obviously that's some of the reasons why I got pulled. I got to do a better job, and um, you know it's being able to convert third downs, um, you know, complete passes, getting the rhythm. Um, you know that's solely on me. Marcus Mariota, seven for eighteen, sixty-three yards, two picks, first two of the year, sacked three times. And a 9.5 quarterback rating. Out of 95. <laughs> 9.5. 9.5. Quarterback rating. Joe, welcome into Darren, Donick, and Chase. And TD. Joe, what's up? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. You know, I just wanted to chime in. I've been listening to the radio, and I just think the problem with this organization is the organization itself as far as internally with the coaching because – this is the same Marcus Mariota two years ago that won a playoff game under Mike Malarkey. This is the same Marcus Mariota that took a no-name Oregon team and made them somebody. And I think that this decision, which Brable made to basically bench Mariota, was absolutely stupid, given the fact that this is his last year, given the fact that this is probably the fifth coach, head coach he's had, fifth offensive coach. I mean, this organization has totally destroyed this guy. I mean, they So with that being said, why would you keep a guy in that you just admitted the organization has totally destroyed, so you keep a quarterback in who's totally destroyed your words? Uh, they destroyed him as far as their career, and yes, I would keep him in, and I would get rid of my coaches because here's the thing. When you've got a top talent, like that coming out of college into your organization, it is your responsibility to make sure you put the people around him to give himself success. And they didn't do that. Look at all the head coaches. Look at all the offensive coordinators. Look at what they had to put around this guy. And honestly tell me that they gave him a chance. We all agreed going into the season this is the most talent they've ever put around him. It's the mo- There are no more excuses. I'm not talking about the players. I'm talking about the coaches. Mike Malarkey – had this team winning and won a playoff game. The offensive coordinator had a fluky playoff game. Do what? They they won. They won the game, but you can't go back and watch that game and tell me that it was that it was great coaching that won in that game. There was a lot of luck involved in them winning. Luck, whatever. They won, and you can't honestly tell me that Kansas City wasn't a better team than the Titans right there, and they lost what one player, Kelsey. One player doesn't make the team. Oh uh, yeah, well, he. he They kind of went downhill after that. But, look, you're trying to absolve Mariota in this, and he's got to take some of the blame. There's no way you can can just say it's not Mariota's fault, it's all coaching. I'm just not willing to go there. It was a collective failure. And you know what? I I appreciate uh, your your comments, Joe, but I'm going to be honest. That needed to happen yesterday. That benching had to happen. That offense was abysmal. It probably did, and I'm hoping that maybe this will – I don't know, ring the bell or something in Mariota's head because we can all agree that he's not been playing well this season or hasn't been playing well. We can do, we can agree with that. 
But yeah. we also can agree that the coaching staff and everything around him hasn't been solid or consistent. And that could be the positive, that could be the reason why the inconsistencies have been on the field because the office itself is inconsistent. Joe, That's all yeah, thank you for the call. Look, nobody is going to argue that the coaching has been uh, good this year. We, we've talked about it. I mean, I, I have questioned Mike Vrabel every single week this season. Minus the first week, I, I have questioned him every single week. Yep. Starting in Jacksonville with why in the world was Adoree Jackson back there returning punts? All to every we can all point out the missteps and what we believe everybody was on the same page of going. What is he doing? So I'm certainly not going to defend the coaching. I also thought while we've praised Arthur Arthur Smith, I feel like the last couple of weeks they have been very predictable, very predictable. I've talked to a couple of former players that tell me they know what the Titans are going to do. That's yeah. a problem. If yeah. they know watching, that means probably the coaches who study them. The opposition know what they're going to do? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, again, it's, it's a collective failure. Now, Joe makes a good point, though, when he says ring the bell. And, and my thing is, I think this I, – I just I, I look at it a little bit different. I feel that Mike Vrabel needs to give Mariota the first quarter uh, of this upcoming game. And I think with that quarter, you, you look at it, you see how, how he's playing because sometimes – when you go through something like what he went through, it can spark a, a change of mindset. Let's be honest. What else does Marcus have to lose, right? So my thing is we always talk about Marcus Mariota playing better when he's in a pressure-packed situation, whether it be third downs, whether it be fourth quarter. So I want to see how he responds to this. That's what I want to see, and I would like to see him get an opportunity to respond and really, you know, completely indict himself or reassure himself as a guy that, that they could work with. But but at what point, though, does Mike Vrabel start have to thinking about his career and his job? I mean, giving Mariota a chance for a quarter to see how he responds, okay, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. But then if you have to bench him again, then you have to get up and explain – well, why did you just give him another shot when you knew what the result was going to be? Well, that's a part of coaching. As a coach, it is your job to figure out what buttons work with particular guys. For some guys, they just go out there and they're ready to rock, right? But other guys, they have to go through something before they get to be that aggressive guy that's that's, that's ready to go and, and, you know, doesn't care about the results. He's just going to go at it and he has one way to go and that's 100%. There, there are different buttons that you have to push because my thing is if it, if it works, you know, great. If it doesn't, okay, we're right back where we were a, a quarter in. Tannehill, get in there, make something happen. Tristan, you're up next. Welcome in. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, you just don't draft quarterbacks from Oregon. Oregon quarterbacks have never succeeded in the NFL. Uh, Mark is, uh, is awful and, like, uh, just suck for Trevor Lawrence. For uh, just suck next year, and then go get Trevor Lawrence for the 2020 21st uh, draft. Uh, and yeah, so that would be the best option. Uh, or uh, get draft Joe Burrow from LSU. Joe Burrow is a great passer, and yes, uh, tied to uh, tied to Galuga from Alabama is not that great of a quarterback. And Jalen Hurts. Uh, He's more of a wide receiver in the NFL, and uh, 
Yes, I would never trust a Oregon quarterback. Uh, Jacob Beeson would be a quarterback that I would uh, trust. And okay, all right, thank you, Tristan. Uh, Jalen Hurts from is more Washington. of a wide receiver in the NFL. Man, why did you cut that call off sooner than that, man? <laughs> Heck, is this dude talking? Well, about you wouldn't have heard the Jalen Hurts part if I called it. If I cut him off earlier, I'm saying <laughs> that he should have been cut off after he said that foolishness. Come on, man. Hey, Jalen Hurts is. I mean, who knows what he can be in the NFL? But he's shown us that he's still he's still got something, and he's in the right offense. And and it is all about with quarterbacks, especially as you all know, it's about being in the right system. So. Will I give Marcus that he has been broken, maybe beyond repair, going through all the systems and everything that he's gone through with the Titans? Okay, I, I, I'll give you that. Maybe there's a maybe there a change of scenery could do something for him. Okay, that doesn't help this team because at this point, as much as I like Marcus, I don't really care about him. I want this to work with this team, and it's not working with this team. I think to your quarter part, I, I just. You know, that spark, I mean, spark should have been, he went into his fifth year with no contract. Everybody knew what was at stake. The spark was already there. And, and we all agreed that this was the best talent that they've ever put around him on offense. That's what we all agreed before we saw yeah. it, right? Because they took excuses away. So we but all are, said are they excuses. maximizing that talent? Are I'm they just maximizing saying, the talent? At this point, don't you want to at least see what – I mean, look, it may look exactly the same with Tannehill. The it may does, get the worse. The season doesn't end one quarter into the Chargers game. I know, but don't you want to at least see what Tannehill – Well, that's what I'm saying. You have – if that quarter doesn't work, you have second, third, and fourth quarter of week seven, and guess what else you got? So you've benched him two weeks in a row, week. so how do you play that out the rest you of the year You bench him two weeks in a row because, you know what, this, this is the benching, this is it. Now we're going to go to Tannehill. Hey, listen, Ryan, I'm telling you right now, you better play football. We're going to stick with you. You're our guy. Let's make it happen and make it work. What if it doesn't? Then what do you do? Go back to Mariota? You just – I'm you just guys, saying, have you made you your bed? Completely, you're completely saying that there's no chance Mariota could be good. So, you know what? If how he, can there be, Teron? It's been five years. How, how can you say that he's just all of a sudden going to turn around and be hey, good? See, this you're taking it out of context. I'm not saying all of a sudden he's going to be good. I'm saying give this man one quarter to see how he responds to this adversity that he's never gone through. You're going you're gonna to know, okay, 100% sure, all right, you know what? I'm done. I'm cutting ties. Or you're going to know, hey, you know what? We might have something. Let's look at this. He responded well. Let's Let's look at this. Again, I, I just I don't get this whole rush to say, okay, you know what, Tannehill, you know what, he's he's he could do it. I know he could do it. I don't get the rush to say that. Do you firmly believe that if you give him a if you say, you know what, last week was last week, we're gonna give him another shot, he's gonna get and you don't say it publicly, but in your mind, he's gonna get the first quarter. Do you firmly believe he'll respond to that and he'll he'll fix whatever it is and he'll play better? I don't firmly believe that. I just firmly believe that I want. I'm not even. Going to say, I I firmly believe that it would be in their best interest to see how he responds to this adversity. When you say when you and we're going to get back to the phone, so just hang with us. When you say because I I don't have a list in front. Of me. It's October, man. I haven't started doing the deep dive into the draft, man. The draft is a long ways away. What what's, what you want? When I you know what I'd like to see, and, and I realized last night other things happened. Defense was a big part. I just want to see. 
other teams are able to do this, and I, you know, why have they been able to? Why can Pittsburgh throw in their fourth string quarterback, Devin Hodges? Because that's what he was. He was their fourth string quarterback. They guess, traded guess, Dobbs. Guess who they played? And I realized guess the, who defense, they the, the defense had a lot guess to do with it. Who the Titans played? But they the went Chargers. into L.A. and they they just beat down Bruh. the Chargers Bruh. with Devlin Hodges. Bruh. Do you think it's difficult to go it's into like, L.A. In a soccer it, stadium, yes, they are loud. They got flags and they sing. Guess, and they have drums. guess, guess, guess what they're loud? Guess what they're loud about? The Steelers. Guess what the flags are? I, I've seen it personally. I saw the Chargers come out at that stadium. Well, I remember the Philadelphia game last year. I was there. That's not a tough environment. You make a good point. If if my man the, the, uh, Devin Hodges, if he could go out and and, and do well against the Chargers. Why can't Mariota? Like so Carolina hasn't missed a beat. Cam Newton was zero and two, and they throw in an undrafted guy, and they are undefeated. Drew Brees, first ballot Hall of Famer, goes down. Teddy Bridgewater has stepped in, and they haven't missed a beat. I just want that to happen here. Why can't that happen here? Why? I don't think. Why? It's, I don't think it's only on Mariota. Why can other teams do it, but it doesn't happen here? Why? I don't think that's only on Mariota. I bet if He's we, we polled people right now and said, we'll give you a prize, name you, Carolina starting quarterback, people will be like, um, the Cam that, Newton? I people know, are, people, people have already tweeted. People have already tweeted at me to trade for Cam Newton, which I think he's a free agent at the end of this year. But still, I would not, I don't think Cam Newton fixes all your problems. The thing that ticks me off the most is they did sign better talent and they've put more talent around him, but then clearly they haven't gotten the offensive line. Right, so now he has yet another excuse that oh well, you know he doesn't have any protection, which he doesn't. So I can't argue with that. Like he doesn't have protection. There in were front times of him. he had protection and failed. So the offensive line is an excuse. It's good not. Doug, Doug, what's up? Hey guys, I, I'm all about you know a guy being a good guy and no trouble, no issues. I mean he's not a Ryan Lee, but this is not the first time a Heisman Trophy college quarterback or some guys that were Heisman Trophy-esque in the top three running at quarterbacks that don't make it in the NFL. Ryan Lee didn't make it. Hope McCoy didn't make it. He's a bench guy. RG3 didn't make it. Not the first time. Sometimes it just doesn't fit. Now, you can complain about his offensive line. You know what? He's a, a dude that's supposed to be uh, like Michael Vick. He's supposed to take off and run, save himself. But no, he doesn't. He's also uh, not progressing as a quarterback, so why do we keep hanging on to him? He's a good guy, but he's not the first Heisman, hopeful, mentionable quarterback that doesn't make it in the NFL. It just happens that he landed in Nashville. Hey, let's just take our legs and move on. Thank you, Doug. And he's right. It's not the first Heisman to fail at the next level. Let's go to Robert. Robert, morning, what's up? Morning, guys. How you guys doing? Good. How are you? What's up? All right. Okay. I'm calling you guys because as a Titans fans, we want some real answers. I just want someone to cut the chase and tell us what's going on. I don't listen to the mumbo-jumbo talk that they've been doing. I watch action. And the action is stating that there's something going on over there in that facility on Titans Way. Can somebody please tell us fans the truth? Okay, well, where, what are you getting at? What are you hinting at, Robert? What I mean, are you seeing? I mean, I mean just, just look at them, Darren. The body language, there's no uh, arousal about them. They, they are flat. They just dull like they don't want to play. Adore Jackson has not lost his mojo. What's going on in that facility? Y'all just be honest with me. Okay. I mean, I, I, I don't want to call uh, Jared because, I mean, I know Jared, Jared will probably give me the truth. 
But now I'm, I'm calling you guys to ask you guys, what's really going on? Okay. Tell us. All right. Thank you, Robert. <laughs> well, you're over there all the time. So you're around these guys Listen, all he, the time. He's right. They have been very flat on offense the last two weeks. Adore losing his mojo? I don't think so. He had a textbook uh, defensive play, play. on Cortland Sutton. I can't yes. hate on him. And then the tackle, the tackle that he made, uh, it was the play where Rashawn Evans got hurt. Adore is playing ball. Yep. Yeah. Leave that alone. I thought he was really Leave good. He has definitely gotten better it, from what, you know, when you and I started right. chasing TD and I, I was ready to cut him. So. The, problem, <laughs> the problem is offense is flat. He was 100% right about that. There is – they don't have – that spark, they don't have that 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 mojo, you know what I mean? That moxie that that you need as an I, I'm just I'm not going to speak for these guys, but I can feel I can feel just like because I've seen every snap since Mariota's been the quarterback. I feel like Delaney Walker that frustration. I mean, some of those throws yesterday, it's like you got to be. I mean, Dion, this is a screen. I mean, he couldn't hit a screen pass. Delaney Walker has to always fall down to try to make a catch. It was a poor I'm sure Delaney gets up and is like, what the hell do I have to do yeah. to get a ball even and close to he me? He missed Delaney on a seam. Now, right. has Delaney had a couple drops? Yes, they all do. But you know what I mean? I, I feel like there's some of that going on. Like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. I'm open. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. It, it's, it's just, like I said, it's a, a total failure. Or they're open and he gets sacked. You know, being the, it's like the offensive line. It's like one thing if it's – He's either missing or he gets sacked, and it's the offensive line. Why don't you guys give him you know, one well, more that's, second? That's the problem. Right. It's, it's a hodgepodge of issues. That's the, that's the problem. It's, but that, to his point, that could be what's you know going on behind the scenes. I mean, there could be a lot of fr- – there should be frustration, right? One more. Freddie, what's up? Well, guys, y'all just took the uh, mojo from me. I need to ask y'all a question. In a successful football team, you got to have a successful offensive line and a defensive line. But do you think a, a quarterback could be shell shocked? Some the fact that he has been sacked so many during times. I mean, come on, twenty-two times in five games, and most of them coming from a pole to be pro bowler and left tackle. Every time you get your offensive line pushed back in your quarterback face, it's too much you can do. So that's a comment I wanted to make, guys. I appreciate talking to you. Thank you, Freddie. Uh, can a guy get shell shocked in this league? Uh, yeah. yeah, not yeah, but hell yeah. That's David Carr. Yeah, excellent example. I mean, uh, uh, quite honestly, that's what the Texans are trying to do to prevent that happening to their great quarterback, Deshaun Watson, he's after different. last year. He's different. I know he's, he's different. I know he's, he's different. Built different. But I'm saying, last year, that, that could have gone south in a hurry. I mean, he can't take 76 sacks again, you know, in back-to-back years. He's been outstanding, by the way. That was a nice win. Good job by you, too, by the way. Appreciate Coming it. right in from Denver. Look hey, at you. Listen, man. Altitude didn't do. affect you. No. TD, good to see you. Good to see you, too, He's heading over the facility. We'll we'll enjoy the press conference today. (laughs) I don't know. Tell Mike we said hi. I don't know if the head coach is going to enjoy it, but uh, we will play that live at 1130. We'll come back. More phone calls, more discussion. Hour number two of Darren, Donnick, and Chase next. Hour number two, Darren, Donnick, and Chase here on ESPN 1025, the game on this Monday morning. Appreciate Teron Davenport, NFL Nation reporter for the Titans, for joining us. First hour, he had just hopped off a plane just around the corner from the studio, came over uh, here and hung out with this first hour talking about the game yesterday, the shutout loss in Denver against the Broncos. Next up, the Chargers here. Remember, a later kickoff on Sunday, so it'll be uh, the 3 was it 3.05? Yeah. Yes. 3.05 kickoff, which is interesting. Normally, 
home games. It's been a while. I don't remember. Very rarely do you get the the later kickoff here, but that'll be the case on Sunday. Mike Vrabel's press conference at the bottom of the hour. Darren McFarland, Chase McCabe, Willie D. We'll uh, check in with him out in Vegas a little bit later in the show. Ryan Porth behind the glass. We continue to talk about what happened yesterday as this team now is off to a 2-4 and four start after uh, scoring 7 against the Bills and zero against the Fal- uh, 0 against the Broncos. And if you think about the Falcons' second half, no points yeah. in the second half after dominating them in the first half. You remember we talked about that. Yep. Talked about that heavily on that Monday show. Would have liked to have seen a little bit more. Maybe getting a little more. Ah, everything's okay. Just you know. Yeah, because guess what's happening? In control. Just you know, it's in control. Just run out the clock. Oh, okay. Yeah, because guess what's happened since then. So when you think about those two (laughs) quarters and the last six quarters, so that's eight quarters they've scored. Right. Seven points. Yeah. These last two games, I feel like we've watched the 2014 or 2015 Titans. Yeah. There's just there's. And I don't put everything on Arthur Smith. I think his play calling yesterday was definitely his his worst game as the OC since becoming the OC. I I would say. So I think there's some things obviously he needs to work on, but everything's always going to go back to the quarterback. That that's where everything starts. Offensive line, sure, it needs to be better. Receivers, you need to make better plays. Delaney Walker last week should have caught that that pass on third down. Nobody's denying that. But at the but you always, at the end of the day, come back to Marcus Mariota that this offense could be so much more than it is, and I just think they're limited. Whether it's his fault or not, that's just the way it is, and I, I believe it's truly time to move on. Let's go to Jim. Jim's been waiting patiently. Jim, what's up? Uh, yes, I'd like to talk about our problems, and, and I, my feeling is that the problem is much higher. Uh, if we go back and look at the the uh, draft choices or the the deals that weren't made, Mac ended up going from Oakland to the Bears. Cooper ended up going from Oakland to the Cowboys, and that turned Dak around. Uh, Sue uh, has gone to Tampa Bay. I think we're looking for Sunday school boys instead of. Uh, football players i uh, i understand the frustration and everybody piling on uh mariota but it's not mariota you have a a general manager who has brought in almost a rookie head coach he's been here two years but he was a rookie when he came in he had never coached uh, been a head coach before you've got uh, an oc who has never been an oc before and had never called plays before, and but all of a sudden, everything—I don't know where the offensive line coach came from—but all of a sudden, uh, everybody is piling on Mariota. Uh, if if the offensive line doesn't let, give him time to to even look downfield, why are you beating on up on him when there are people above him who have not? set the record, have not set people in place above him to make him successful. Okay, we'll talk about it, Jim. Thank you for the phone call. Look, uh, nobody is sitting here saying that Mariota is all to blame. Of course, no. coaching is a problem. We've we've talked about that. Um, quite honestly, I'm, I'm taken back a little bit when I go back and think about that first ever press conference when 
there was a little bit of uh, some subtle shots directed yeah. at the previous staff in Mike Malarkey and Terry Rubisky. And now that we look back, look, is, is Mike Malarkey the greatest coach we've ever seen? No. 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 But you know what? When you make a move coming off a season like that, whatever you think of him, you better make damn sure that you're getting this one right because it's not like it's a franchise that's been littered with playoff series after playoff series, playoff victory after playoff victory. The last time they had won a playoff game was 03 before that win in Kansas City. 03. Okay, that was yes. in 2017. Our morning show co host was still playing. It was actually technically 2018, if you want to be technical. Uh, our afternoon show co-host was still the GM. So when you make that move, and I remember Mike Vrabel and John Robinson basically, like I said, taking subtle shots of, we're going to do things differently with Marcus Mariota, unlike the previous staff. Not in those words. But subtle shots that we all picked up on. Well, guess what? Um, it hasn't looked better. It hasn't. <laughs> it's gotten worse. Okay, it's gotten worse. And so, and then you come out with the silly mantra, which we said all along was dumb. I mean, that's stuff you do in, you know, that's stuff you do in college when you're at Western Michigan and you row the boat, right? right. You don't do, you don't do slogans in the NFL. We're going to go good from great. You're in the NFL. Okay. Everybody's making millions of dollars. You don't need a damn slogan to be good. Okay. So silly to do that. And, they get, and we've been saying that. It's not like yeah. we're just now – I've said that from the get-go. Like, I don't even understand why an NFL team would come out with a damn slogan. You don't You're need setting a yourself up for, yeah, for failure, mean, essentially. Uh, how about you just do what you're paid to do and right. what everybody was told you were going to do. Like, you were going to take this next step. So, is John Robinson exonerated from all this? Uh, no. Not even close. Is Mike Vrabel – Exonerated from all this? Uh, no, not even close. Is his staff? No, no, not even close. So, Jim, we're not in, we're not disagreeing here. Yeah, and here here's a question that I'll ask everybody: Do you trust? I mean, if if and it's looking like it, it could be headed that way, the Titans are going to be drafting a quarterback next year. Do you trust John Robinson to make that pick? Because if you go and you look at his draft class, I mean, we've liked his draft classes, but. Has everything panned out like he had thought? No. Corey Davis is still not playing like the fifth overall pick. Adoree Jackson, while he's gotten better, is still not playing like a first rounder. So you do have to question the evaluation. And if he's the one making the pick, which everybody assumes he will be, is he going to get the right guy that can fix this franchise for the long term? That's a question I have. Mike Vrabel, as we said last week, has struggled at making you know, some decisions. I mean, he went for it fourth down inside the 20 again yesterday. You, you Okay, you you think about that stuff, those types of coaching decisions that he makes. The, the staff had, does not have a lot of experience. Arthur Smith, we all liked. We all liked that he had the relationship with Marcus Mariota. Maybe that can make a difference. But, yeah, he's showing signs that he's a first-year play caller. Well, he's becoming very predictable. Their, their yeah. offense has been very predictable the last eight quarters, as we just discussed. And, and I will, you know, how much of that is, okay, maybe Arthur Smith isn't the right choice to be the offensive coordinator, and how much of that is, well, they have to do it that way because that's what's best for Mariota. I don't know the answer to that question. So there are a lot of those, I get it. We're not just piling on Mariota. It's on everyone. But 
at the same time, I mean, that, that just shows you where the organization is as a whole. Let's go to Richard. Richard, what's up? Oh, hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, I called last year when Marcus uh, decided that he wasn't able to play due to that injury during that uh, playoff game. And it seemed to me that maybe Marcus lacked passion. And I said on, on air, I didn't think he would be a champion for the Titans. At this point, is it, is it lack of talent or is it lack of passion and desire? Does he want to play for a team on the West Coast and he's kind of figuring his way out of Nashville? I just can't figure it out. But he just didn't look like he had any passion yesterday. And I think he's got talent, but he just doesn't seem to to have passion to win. So I'll just hang up and let you guys comment about that. Maybe he wants to play on the West Coast where he's closer to mom and dad. All right. Thank you, Richard. Uh, I don't buy any of that stuff. I have said for all the – and I was probably the first in this market to start questioning Mariota as a franchise quarterback, not as a person, not as a likable guy, not as what you want, because that's exa- he's exactly what you want in a room, right? His makeup, his personality. Other yeah. than you know, maybe there's some people that would like to see. I, I, that's not him. Okay, he's never going to be Philip Rivers. He's never going to be Tom Brady. Okay, that's not him. That's not what he is. That doesn't mean you can't be a good quarterback. Right. You don't have to be fire and brimstone. You don't have to be slamming your helmet down on the sidelines or getting in their faces and giving rah rah speeches all the time. Um, I you look. I would admit, Richard, that I have said over the years. I would like to see a little bit more. It's one of the concerns that I had with Jake Locker. I wanted to see a little bit more passion from him. Uh, I believe Mariota is tough. I don't believe when people question his toughness, I don't buy that for a minute. I don't buy that he lacks passion. I don't buy that he look, is looking for a way out, trying to get out to the West Coast. No, I don't, I, don't, buy, I don't think that. I don't buy any of that. But when it comes to makeup and personality, look, he's not changing. Okay, This is yeah. what he is. And you can either like it or not like it. And the the real answer is nobody gives a crap about his personality if he's winning. If he's right. slinging it around the field and he puts up 4,800 yards and 32 touchdowns this year, nobody gives a crap whether he's a mute or not. That's the reality. But whenever you get this body of work that we've all experienced and seen now for the last four and a half seasons – Everything gets questioned at that position. When you get paid well and you're the franchise quarterback, you get questioned, fairly or unfairly. That's just what it is, man. That's what you've signed up for. And if you don't like it, you'll have to be like Jake Locker and just say, peace out, see you later. I'm going to go hunt, and I don't need this. But this is what you signed up for, and it's not going to go away in this market. It won't go away in any other tougher markets in Philadelphia or other markets where they question everything, it doesn't matter what market you're in. When you are a franchise quarterback in the NFL and you make twenty plus million dollars, you're going to get questioned. Yeah. Period. Whether you don't think it's whether you think it's fair or not, everything gets questioned. So I understand. You know, you maybe you want to see a little bit more fire, but that's not what he is, and he's not going to change. But I don't think it's some master plan behind the scenes to get out of here. No, I don't. I don't think that either. Now. The passion part of, you know, how much does he love the game? I, I wonder about that sometimes. I mean, you know, if if this doesn't work out here and they end up parting ways, you know, could he pull the Jake Locker and Andrew Locke and just say, hey, you know what? I, I had a good five-year career. I'm out. I'm done. I wouldn't be shocked by that. I, I would definitely not get on these airwaves and go, I am so surprised that that happened. But I, I don't question his, you know, the the passion part of that he's trying to – be a successful quarterback i just i think he is what he is by the way people question philip rivers like he's a hothead he's you know people said the same thing about jay cutler why because he didn't win 
Right. That's if Jay Cutler won like other nobody would question, you know, the way he went about his business and his personality where it seemed like he didn't give a crap. Right. That tends to come out when you're losing or you're not being as successful as people would like when you're a first round pick like Cutler was, or when you're the second pick overall like Mariota is. Don't think that they're not questioning Jameis Winston in Tampa, who was the number one pick overall. They had what, sixteen turnovers yesterday in Ooh, London? Bad. They did they just turned the ball over again. Getting on the plane, coming home. We'll come back. Tommy, you'll be first up on the other side. Mike Vrabel's press conference at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to Darren Donick and Chase on ESPN 1025 The Game.